0: Hi, you're listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network, produced at 3CR Community Radio on Wurundjeri Country. And I'm Nikki Stott. Today on Earth Matters, we bring you a May Day special, Reflections and Global Significance on the success of the 2020 to 2021 Indian farm workers' strikes. Later in the show, filmmaker, activist Navkiran Nutt reflects on the success of resistive countermeasures by the farmers' movement against government-driven media propaganda during the strikes. But first up? we'll hear from feminist Navasan Singh reflecting on the crucial role of women workers in mobilising the strikes. This recording was sourced with thanks from the Oxford Real Farming Conference earlier this year
1: to start and talk a little bit about um, uh, uh women's presence and participation in the um, farm movement which we uh, witnessed at Delhi's borders. So uh, let me just say that women had a stirring presence at the protest they came with men marching to delhi uh, on november 26 27th, waving their union flags and braving the police barricades water cannons and tear gas attacks but once at the borders they settle down quickly we know that um, the leadership of the farm movement is predominantly elderly male with um, they have decades of experience of mobilizing farmers on local demands And there are over 32 unions in Punjab alone that um, were there at the protest site, as you've also mentioned, Freedom. And a few of these unions do have women's wing, which are led by women, but by and large, women are not in leadership positions in farm unions. However, women were the backbone of the back end. They were collecting food and funds, they were talking to the press, they were managing the stage, they were mobilizing support for the movement in the families. And in the build up to the Farmers March to Delhi, women's role in mobilizing through the use of folk form, jago, uh, which means, um, which is a folk form used in um, rural Punjab. When there is, when um, when any um, uh, uh, festival or any uh, ceremony has to happen, women go around in the village late at night, singing and giving the message of the event. And women used Jago message uh, of the protest to an exemplary, um, uh, in, in an exemplary manner, just run up to the um, this march. So... Uh, To be noted, one important part is that women from Punjab were not first-time protesters. In the initial days of the farm protest, commentators um, from Delhi especially struggled to understand the phenomena of women joining the movement. There was an element of surprise uh, while noting that, oh, quote-unquote, thousands of them emerged from the seclusion of their homes in order to join the protests but women in punjab have been mobilized for at least two decades if not more and mostly by left farmer unions this is a phenomenon of left farmer unions and these are women from marginal and small land holding farming families and over the years they were um, they um, farm unions mobilized women uh, unions as they were mobilizing, unions also encountered the question of women's citizenship, their right to public speech fear, their right to participate in popular struggles, and some of the unions engaged with these questions seriously. So many farm unions have been marking, for instance, March 8th, um, International Women's Day, in a big way in Punjab, um, in rural areas. And on these uh, on this day, they invite speakers from outside and hold rural conventions to educate their own Qadr. And this has been happening um, for the last many years. I've been part of uh, uh, such rural um, events uh, on March 8th. So women's mobilization is also connected with many aspects of Punjab's left legacy, but very significantly, Punjab has a very vibrant progressive cultural movement, um, which can be traced back to the late 60s. And today there are scores of rural theater groups in Punjab, and we saw them at the regularly at the borders where farmers were protesting. These rural groups came and performed and inspired people who were sitting at the borders. And many of them are part of the umbrella organization called Punjab Lok Sabha. Charik which is a cultural platform uh, committed to building a just society through a progressive cultural movement. These, um, all these groups do political theater and women are both part of the audience and also the lead performers in these uh, performances. Another very interesting tradition in Punjab has been um, the all-night cultural programs, a tradition which began during the years of militancy. Uh, there used to be night curfews in Punjab from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. And since the people could not go out anyway, They would collect before 9 pm and watch cultural programs all night. The tradition continued even after militancy ebbed and these cultural programs mobilized women in large numbers and women see themselves as part of the change movement. So women have been in Punjab in the public sphere and I've been watching women participate in the struggles for the last many years. Women know why they are in the movement. So um, while the movement was on um, uh, last year, the Chief Justice of India commented that women should go back and women should, we, we respect our women so much. These are harsh conditions at the borders and we feel very sorry for women and the elderly. And the Chief Justice actually appealed to farm leaders to send women back which was extremely unfortunate. And um, many say that, oh, this is part of the attitude of many men um, towards women, but it was not. It was much deeper. Um, I think it was about not accepting women's claim to the public space. The same judiciary we know has rejected the bail pleas of many uh, women political under trials. The Supreme Court very well knows that um, anti-citizenship amendment activist um, women protesters like Gulfisham, uh, Fatima, like Ishrat Jahan have been arrested under the draconian unlawful activities um, uh, Prevention Act, and they are still in prison. So the Chief Justice's concern over uh, women's participation in the farmer's struggle and his um, uh, concern about the hard con- harsh conditions at the uh, borders did not square up at all. My belief is, and many others um, uh, believe it, that the state wants half of India's people to be locked up in their homes so that they have to deal only with the Remaining 50%. But today, women's presence um, is acknowledged um, in the farm movement, and women's formidable presence has successfully broken the convention where politics is imagined as a male arena of activity. And the layer of masculinity attributed to the farmers' movement actually stands demolished today, and we say it with much pride. Um, the movement also saw a number of women leaders emerge who will now be important actors in the unions. And this movement was also important for women to reflect on earlier movements where w- women have been part. And we we know from the history, right from Tebhaga and Telangana movement to also uh, movements in Punjab like um, better um, Khush Hasayti movement, the um, uh, anti-betterment levy, movement that happened in the 50s and the 60s, where women were very active. But once the movement was over, the women were expected to go back to cooking chapatis and endure domestic violence silently. So these issues came up in the conversations at the borders. And the failure of the leadership of the earlier movements uh, to understand and theorize the nature of participation of women or paying attention to what they were saying to help to transform the gender social relations was clearly on women's watch. They threw back the challenge at the present leadership um, uh, of farm movement, that this struggle will only be half as strong, half as vibrant if women had not joined the movement. And let me come to my second point now about after the presence of movement, what did women bring to the farm movement? Um, A in crisis, as we all know, is writ large on the body politic of rural India, landlessness, falling incomes and rising costs of farming, mounting uh, farm debts, ecological crisis manifesting in degradation of environment, um, of health and water, lack of employment in farm sector, especially for women, and increasing hold of corporate giants on the lives of farmers to name only a few um, are part of the crisis. The crisis also erupted in the form of suicides of farmers and agriculture labor who were unable to repay farm loans. While farming families bore these crises collectively, the suicides affect women profoundly as they are left to pick up the threads which men suddenly drop. Pick up the responsibilities of farming, of repaying the debts, demanding compensation from the state, and caring for the family. So in late January in 2011, just a month after the Morcha began at the borders, women farmers and laborers from the families of farm suicides in Punjab joined the protesting farmers at the borders. They carried with them the pictures of their dead relatives. Some held two, embodying the crisis from the Bibi Gulabkor protest stage where they, uh, the, these women, pa, the families assembled, when they held the grainy pictures high of their dead relatives, it was like a wave of corpuses rising. And I remember Juginder Singh Ugraha was at that time, and he, he said um, um, from the stage that the debt-ridden families have been carrying their dead on their shoulders. With the new uh, laws, the crop of suicide will only swell. And so women had brought to the protest their experience of crisis. Not only of losing husbands, fathers or sons to farm debts, but also came women laborers who are landless, but dependent on land for their livelihoods, which was now threatened. We learned from them that if cotton crop fails due to ballworm disease, farmers suffer the loss of their crop, but the farm workers, mostly women, lose their seasons of employment. Farmers seek compensation for a failed crop, but who compensates lost labor? So women asked these questions and came the farmer women who had no land and no prospects of employment coming to the borders, asking what is in it for us in these laws? So with their joining the movement, the farm movement's claims on state have expanded. Women have been working in their unions, but they have also been organizing themselves. Kisan Mazdoor Khudkushi Peedit Parivar Committee, uh, Committee of Farmers and Labor Suicide Victim Families is a shining example. This committee was founded by a young person, Kiranjeet Kaur, a young university student whose father died um, um, because of um, uh, farm crisis. And she. after he died, she had been going from village to village collecting data on women whose husbands, sons, fathers, father's fathers-in-law committed suicide. The committee calls these suicides institutional murders. And these heroic efforts of Kiranjeet Kaur always remind me of Kashmir's Parveena Ahangar, whose young son, um, was disappeared by the army and she went on to form, form the Association of Parents of Disappeared Persons, APDP, collecting information on all disappeared who had fallen victims to fake encounters and extrajudicial killings and who never returned to the families. So women have been picking up important battles um, in, in every uh, context but also in Punjab. So so the women's experience, as I see it, of agrarian crisis is far more intense. So with their joining, the movement no longer remains about state protection through MSP, but women also put on public imagination the demand of land to the landless, guaranteed minimum wages for farm jo- for farm jobs and equal wage for farm operations. And as we watched them on the borders living under extreme harsh conditions, which were made harsher by state apathy for more than a year. We saw them fighting the state's war of attrition with equal calm confidence. Um, I I don't think I have much time, uh, um, um, if you give me a minute more, I'd like to just talk about international solidarity. Um, um, and um, also, if there were questions about um, labor, then I'll come specifically to them. But the farmers received international messages of solidarity pouring in not only from Indian diaspora, but also from major unions of UK, Canada, US, and These um, messages of solidarity also help the farmers to locate their movement as part of a protest against larger global corporate capitalist agenda. Um, There's also an outpouring of life stories of farmers from around the world about being bled by the hard edge of corporate agriculture, and we received it from uh, not only the United States, but also from Malaysia, from Indonesia, where farmers talked of their experience of corporate farming. As we know, um, Noam Chomsky called Indian farmers struggle uh, as beacon of hope for the world in dark times. And he said the farmers were doing the right thing with courage, integrity for the benefit of their families and for the entire um, world. Uh, UK's, I'd like to specifically mention UK's global women's strike um, has been in touch throughout the movement extending solidarity to women farmers and to farmers movement largely um, extending solidarity and also amplifying the message of farmer struggle so so these are ways in which the farmers movement in India actually struck a wider chord to talk about um, to bring to light how um, the lives of farmers, the lives of rural people were being controlled by a corporate capitalist agenda, which needed to be challenged, which needed to be focused on, to um, to fight. Um, and also liberate people uh, from the miseries they have been um, uh, pushed to. So um, I'm going to end here and um, we'll talk more about uh, the farmer um, labor alliances or the caste caste. Uh, class alliance that began emerging also in the movement, um, if the time permits. Thanks, Peter.
0: You're listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network. Uh,
2: the Indian Farmers Movement wasn't new, but uh, was quite interesting from many aspects like the number of people who participated uh, in the movement or the number of women participants uh, in the struggle, the geographical location of the uh, protest in itself, the duration and form of the movement and uh, also the different modes of resistance which started during the movement, like protest libraries or the protest newsletters. And uh, the protest sites in itself uh, became uh, temporary uh, villages for the protesters. So like from all these aspects, uh, maybe it wasn't the first time uh, it all happened, but definitely uh, it was quite interesting to uh, observe them closely and now to talk about them. And uh, also also taking the uh, rabid hatred uh, and the lies spread by the BJP government and the BJP IT cell here in India, uh, I guess... Uh, It it is the first time uh, that a resistance movement has taken the virtual challenge seriously uh, and has given a meaningful political counter to the domination of BJP on the same uh, contested space. Uh, All of this uh, hasn't happened on its own. Rather, uh, the young generation was deliberately given these responsibilities uh, to take up the virtual challenge. Uh, uh, and and so so that the uh, technology and language uh, don't become an obstruction uh, for the popular movement. Uh, this movement has taught us that when the government uh, gains total hegemony of all media uh, and communication channels, the people turn to new ways and uh, mediums to voice their resistance. And uh, uh, today I would like to uh, talk about uh, social media, uh, which sometimes we consider as an alternative uh, and also about the actual alternative medias, which I guess uh, uh, we witnessed Uh, during the farmers' movement in India. So, uh, I I do have been an active part of one such uh, protest tool or uh, or protest newsletter, and uh, have closely witnessed its role and contribution towards the movement. So uh, we start, uh, we collectively started a newsletter named Trolley Times. Uh, uh, so in, in uh, during the initial days of the movement, when uh, the media um, means the pro-state or the corporate media and the government was constantly trying to uh, demonize the movement, very few people spoke up for the farmers. Uh, this was exactly the time uh, when the youth participating in this movement. Uh, decided to start uh, newsletters and decided to start using uh, social media uh, as 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 an organized uh, campaign uh, uh, and and that was the time when uh, initiatives like uh, Tractor to Twitter started, and also many new uh, social media handles, uh, say Tractor to Twitter or uh, Tractor Talks, and all these started uh, on different social media platforms, say uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook uh on, on on such uh platforms and uh, uh and, and and that was also the time when we started uh bilingual uh, newsletter trolley times uh so the movement and the time uh, we were we are living in has made us realize that mere criticism of mainstream media will not suffice us uh so Uh, So, although the Trolley Times, the newsletter, may have uh, certainly uh, came out in the backdrop of uh, corporate media becoming a government's mouthpiece, uh, but we tried not to limit it to merely counter the uh, uh, pro-state media's uh, narrative or uh, fact-check them. Uh, uh, We were there with our agenda of setting up uh, what good journalism ought to be. Uh, so the crowley Times creation, uh, not just a reaction that drives us, the creation of democratic, constitutional, uh, egalitarian ethos. So, uh, and and also our editorial team always made sure uh, that the intersectionality of the participant, which uh, we also uh, like listen from Nafshan, the, part, uh, the participation of the workers or Talits and women. Uh, so uh, we made sure that uh, that reflection uh, uh, should be there, uh, whether it's uh, gender, caste, class, or region, religion. And, uh, nothing surprising but there have been uh, like uh, attempts from the state to uh, to to uh, like muzzle our, our voices too as uh, they always did uh, uh, for any like resistance movement so uh, like drawing uh, this uh, introduction and now I want you uh, to think about uh, this idea of uh, using social media as an alternative during the uh, movements uh, which we heard a lot uh, during the recent past and uh, uh, there are many Similarities uh, between the movements we have witnessed in 2010, like uh, the global movements I'm talking about here, uh, like the Herb Spring or 2019 uh, Hong Kong protest or the Black Lives Matter and uh, uh, now the farmers movement here in India. Uh, during all these movements, social media played a really important role so uh and, and 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 uh like many uh journalists academicians activists they they uh coined the term alternative media for social media platforms too uh, after witnessing all these movements but uh, we can't forget the fact that a right wing uh, is also using the social media uh, extensively i guess uh, more than uh, what uh, the people did uh, during all these movements. And uh, uh, and they are uh, using the same social media handles for spreading their agendas, uh, for spreading communal hatred, especially talking about India. And also uh, Brazil is a, a live example of this. So uh, I guess uh, looking from that uh, aspect, uh, I, I guess, uh, like uh it it can't work as an alternative social media can't work as an alternative because uh it's also uh, under uh, state control and i guess uh, becoming more and more uh, under the control of state by each passing day and uh, uh, and we also witnessed during the farmers movement when twitter uh shut down many uh, Twitter accounts of activists and celebs who were supporting the farmers' movement. So, uh, and not just Twitter, many Instagram handles were deleted, and like we we have witnessed all this. And also, so so we can't say that the social media spaces are uh, are unbiased or uh, uh, they are free. Uh, uh, and 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 uh, so social media can't be taken as the sole alternative to the uh, pro-state or corporate media houses. It's basically uh, an uh, a hit and uh, run uh, scenario. So sometime it works uh, when, like, sometimes it doesn't. So success of media and social media. Uh, where we are uh, taking it as an alternative also depends on uh, multiple other factors like the number of uh, people it is reaching out to or the number of people it is educating or uh, the authenticity or the unbiased nature of uh, of the news. Uh, and, and I believe social media doesn't fulfill all these factors. So uh, it, So there's a problem of uh, taking social media as an alternative and uh, that's precisely a reason why uh, we started an alternative media in itself, which was Trolley Times. So it was a uh, newsletter, it was a uh, media initiative uh, by the young protesters who were part of the movement. So, and I guess, uh, the, uh that's the reason why role of media becomes really important, due, uh, even during the time of social media or during the digital time, uh, because uh, like the, the, the uh, responsibility a media should hold, uh, it's not applicable for the social media users. Uh, I, I, I believe that. And uh, in, in, in uh, trolley times, we uh, didn't simply reported the movement as uh, many social media pages were doing, uh, but tried to place it in larger context.
0: You've been listening to Earth Matters on the Community Radio Network. Today on the show, we heard a May Day special, Reflections and Global Significance on the Success of the 2020-2021 Indian Farmworker Strikes with filmmaker-activist Navkiran Nutt and feminist Navasan Singh reflecting on the crucial role of women workers in mobilising the strikes. Today's recordings were sourced with thanks from the Oxford Real Farming Conference earlier this year and you can check out more of their amazing websites at orfc.org.uk And you can find today's podcast and all the details and links from today's show at 3cr.org.au forward slash earthmatters and if you're already listening via a podcasting service, we'd love you to subscribe and why not rate us and give us a review to help spread the word. Earth Matters would like to thank the Community Broadcasting Foundation for their generous support and the Community Radio Network for all their hard work in getting this show out to you. Earth Matters is produced at 3CR Community Radio in Fitzroy, NAM, and we can be contacted at earthmatters3cr at gmail.com. And, of course, you can also find us on your socials. That's all for today, but don't forget to tune in next week for more environmental justice stories. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia.